Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Secrets of the Side Hustle. I am Scarlett Russell, and in this podcast, I'll be chatting to inspiring female founders who have turned their side hustle into successful businesses. On this episode, I'm delighted to welcome Holly Simpson, the founder of Teddy Maximus, an online outlet providing luxury items for your dog. Holly, welcome to Secrets of the Side Hustle. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you so much for coming in. Sans your dog, though, which is a shame. We were expecting Teddy to be with you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Next time, I was thinking he might do a few woofs in the background, adding his adding his thoughts. <laughs> what kind of dog is Teddy? So Teddy is a long-haired miniature Dachshund. He's cream. I call him a little blondie. <laughs> oh, How old is he? He is five. Five now, so time flies. Yeah, and he was obviously the original inspiration behind the brand. He was, he was. Okay, so explain to me what Teddy Maximus is, how it works and how it generates money for you. Sure, I'd love to. So Teddy Maximus is a fun luxury British brand for you and your dog and as I've just said it was inspired by my Dachshund Teddy, um, a Dachshund of distinction, I think he likes to think so. <laughs> he definitely knows like what he likes and what he doesn't um, and we're creators of the world's most stylish dog carrier amongst many other products um, which really came about from my life living with a Dachshund in London. Um, I love to travel with my dog, you know, he's my little best friend and I know that so many other people do as well. So it's all about having those products that live alongside you, that are beautiful, that are fashionable, that are functional. Um, and we're real champions of British craftsmanship and manufacturing too. Um, and that's really a passion that has come about through first exploring who I wanted to work with, the suppliers, the manufacturers. Um, I'm also one of the first luxury dog brands to offer bespoke personalization as well. So it really has evolved into something quite special. Very, there are a lot of pampered pooches out there, I'm sure, that are very into this. Um, okay, so let's go back to the start, Holly. Where so you've said where the, the idea came from, obviously, your love of dogs, you have your own dog. How did you spot a gap in the market for this? Yeah, I think it really came about from a love and a passion. And I think when you're starting a business, you know, it really, it really has to be your passion because. You are spending twenty four seven on it. Um, so let's so let's go back to the to you starting business. So you've seen this gap in the market. You know you've got this passion. You've got your idea. What happens next? What is the the next steps that you take to move this along to develop it, get it off the ground? Sure, I think that's something that 
a lot of people find very, very interesting. And I think, you know, for me, it was a combination of many things. Uh, for me, the sourcing was really important. And it evolved over time. So, you know, I think the key thing is, is that when you want to work with a manufacturer, you know, they have to believe in you and your idea. You know, they're very, very busy people. Um, and of course, the beauty of being a British champion in in, in manufacturing is that you can do that. Um, but, you know, obviously you have to build that rapport first and build that trust. And obviously they have to see that you've got a business idea that is working, that is feasible um, because they're believing in you um, as much as anything else to kind of make this vision happen. Um, the next thing I did really was work with my friend Melody on the logo, uh, the print design. And this is when it really started to feel real. Mm. Um, I'm lucky um, that to have such a wonderful creative friend that could work alongside me developing that um and then to the stage where I got my first samples and that was really exciting you know super exciting seeing something that you've put together that you've designed a combination of many months work and it really kind of did feel real then and then then it was getting feedback on those items so the feedback so you built a website you just started selling on the website immediately so yeah so um there was kind of quite a few steps so it was all the photography the lifestyle photography um I worked with my friend Pippa an incredibly talented photographer I was very lucky um to work alongside her in creating kind of the very much the, the Teddy Maximus look and feel lots of people remember the the gorgeous picture of the pink door in London uh, with amazing model Izzy with a cut-off shot with her gorgeous heels um, and the dog carriers and quite and, and people still talk about that image now so I think you know that was very important in establishing brand identity mm. and how I wanted the brand to look and um, so there was a lot of thought that went into that before we got to the final stage of creating the website um, and then I had to learn how to make a website I built that myself and um, you know I was quite actually chuffed when I spoke to an agency and they were like oh yeah this is looking really good I was like oh thanks I built it and they were like really and I was like yeah I did I, I learned how to do it and that was me kind of spending my evenings and my weekends kind of just learning how, how to build it and I did that from scratch um so yeah all those kinds of things I guess that now you kind of forget all those kind of huge steps that you had to had to take to get to the point where I am now um, but there was a lot of learning it was a big learning learning process and still continues really today mm, fantastic okay so then what what you so you've got your website you've got some samples in you know you actually have something to sell how do you progress it even further how do you get the name out how do you get the word out Sure. So my mantra when I started was try everything once. <laughs> and I think that's a really, really good thing to do. Um, I attended trade shows. I went to fairs. I did markets. I did a pop up on the New King's Road, um, social media. And I work with a, an amazing um, talented PR team at Bell PR, Charlotte and her team. Um, and you know, it was a combination of all those things um, that kind of work together. You can't really do one of those things in silo. You know, it's, it's about creating momentum um, gradually over time and working with those people who, you know, want to support you and believe in you. Um, and Instagram, social media has been a big part of that amongst other things. So you've learned, so a lot of this is just you trying it out, as you say, and learning it, like with the website. Did you find then it was quite accessible? Once you actually started looking into it, it wasn't that difficult to launch a business. There was just a lot you had to kind of learn, but there's a lot of tools out there in order to allow you to do that. 
That's totally it. And I think now um, where we are is that things are a lot more accessible and they're probably not as hard as people think. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people maybe think about all the barriers um, and think about, oh my gosh, I I can't do that. Who am I going to speak to? At the end of the day, I think now it's very easy to break things down into manageable chunks um, and always go with your gut. I think with whatever you're creating, always go back to what your gut is saying. This is it. You mentioned that a lot of people have their idea and they don't know where to go with it. But actually what you've explained and clarified is that it's all manageable if you just break it down into chunks. Yes. Okay, great. Let's um, bear in mind, though, you're doing most of this whilst you're still working. You're in corporate communications at P&G and they let you take a sabbatical a year's off in order to to develop this, this side hustle, didn't they? Which is amazing. Do you know what? It's incredibly amazing. And I think it's incredible how they gave that flexibility to develop and nurture the talent within the organisation and I really couldn't have done it without them and I think you know I'm the kind of person who likes to give 110% in anything that I do Um, so I was fully aware that it was going to be very easy to burn out and you know I had to be careful not to do that and you know I actually I really really loved my job at Procter & Gamble Um, and my job was first and foremost my priority. You know, I wanted to be present when I was there and give my absolute best. Um, and I loved being there. You know, it was a, an amazing place where they supported women in business. It was a very diverse working environment. You know, I had a great career track ahead of me. So I was very, very aware of that all the time that I was kind of developing my side hustle. Um, and so I was very lucky that I had a very, very supportive manager and team at work. Um, you know, my weekends, evenings and holidays were spent building the business, but I'm not going to lie, it was tiring. And, and so that's where it got to a point where I realised the business wouldn't grow without my full attention. Um, and I wanted to see where it could go. You know, you only live once. And I think it was a time in my life where I realised it was kind of like now and ever. I really wanted to give it a go. Um, so I approached my manager and I was really transparent and honest. And I think this is a tip that I would give anyone, actually. Just be honest, be authentic, be your real self. And, you know, if when you have to have those conversations with people, I think it's always the best place to be and they'll respect that. Um, and so I just said, you know, I, I absolutely love my job. Um, I love working with you. I love the team. Um, I love the working environment that I'm in. But, you know, I just have this side passion and it's got to the point where I know it's not going to grow unless I focus on it full time. And so, you know, that was, I guess, a brave conversation to have. Um, mm. But it was the right one. Yes, and and how lucky that you have a great team there, a great manager that you could go to. If you hadn't, it's hard to say, but if, if you hadn't have had that sabbatical, that year off, you hadn't, because a lot of people might not have that um, opportunity for them. Do you think it would have been possible for you to still have done your side hustle? Perhaps would it have just taken longer and required more hours? So for anyone that, ha- that perhaps can't take a sabbatical, is there still opportunities for them to develop their own side hustle. Definitely. And I think, you know, uh, you, you've said it really, I think um, it would have taken me a lot longer um, before potentially making that leap to going full time. Um, and I think, you know, I was very aware that, you know, I wanted to give 110% whatever I was doing. So I would never have wanted it to get to the point where I wasn't doing that, you know, so I think that was just me being very honest. They really respected that. And I and I really, really respect them for giving me that chance. But I guess in answer to more of your question, um, for people who don't have that opportunity, um, I think it's about really optimising your time. Um, you know, can you ask for 
more unpaid leave? Mm. Might that be an option, for example? Um, That's a great idea. And I do feel like, you know, you are developing skills and experience and entrepreneurial thinking that you can bring back into the business so um i think great point yeah yeah i think businesses that allow that flexibility are extremely forward thinking because ultimately i mean i i didn't obviously go back to that role eventually but that was a hard decision to make because i loved being there so much um but i think you know, if if then you do have, if you then do go back into that organisation or, or able to manage it so that you can have a flexible kind of timetable with your employer, you are learning about manufacturing, supply, logistics, sales. Um, so whereas you may just be in one function, all of a sudden you've got an appreciation of so many other functions that you're sitting around in the business and that ultimately makes you a better leader. Okay, so you've got this amazing product. How do you get the word out? You've mentioned social media. How do you use social media as a tool? You've, you've been, also been featured in Tatler, amazing magazines. Did you get a PR on board? Did you do that yourself? How did you get the word out? So, yeah, really good question. When... I first started out, I did a lot of that myself. I'm really lucky that my skills are in PR and communications. Right, yes, you could draw Um, on all your experience. Yeah, I could draw on my experience, Mm -hmm. and that's really, really important. Um, So for me, that that experience before my startup life, you know, I'm I'm still utilising that today. And then um, now I work with kind of absolute experts in the field and and, you know, it is they are my skills, but also there are people who equally do it better than me you know (laughs) okay so can you actually employ people now is that how successful the business is how many people do you have on staff I actually say um I don't have people working for me they work with me and I always I'm really intentional about that because I want people to you know they choose to work with me we have a lot of fun my parents being (laughs) (laughs) two of those people um and in startup life you know you need those friends and family yeah um but then I also um have lots of people working with me like suppliers manufacturers agencies who um are, you know, are the best of the best. And um, those include craftspeople in the UK, Mo, my leathersmith, Charlotte and her team at Bell PR, Pippa, my photographer. Um, and you mentioned Instagram as well. You know, there've been lots of people that have been very, very supportive on Instagram, Eva and Amelia and many other amazing accounts on Instagram. You know, they've been real supporters of, of what I do. And, you know, I'm eternally grateful for that. And you, do you manage all your own Instagram or do you have someone who, who manages your social media strategy for you? I, I do it all myself I love doing it right okay um and I spend a lot of time doing it mm-hmm. um because I love it and and I would say that because the brand has grown from that very kind of genuine love of spending time with Teddy and his friends <laughs> <laughs> yes my dog has friends he has a better social life than I do um, expand on that please yes <laughs> Yeah, Teddy has lots of lady friends, and um... <laughs> so te- this has just been for you. This has benefited your dog as well. Oh, totally. Yeah, Wonderful. totally. It all goes back to the dogs. It's, it's so true. Yes, that's you're it. a real dog person, aren't you? I, I, I love, I love them. Yeah, I really do. How? Why have you only stopped at one? Will you get more? Oh, good question. <laughs> so when I first got Teddy, the lady, the lovely lady Rita, who. Um, allowed us to give Teddy a home, said, you know, you're going to end up with MDS. And I said, what is that? She was like, 
it's multiple dashing syndrome. And I was like, yes. I was like, that's so true. And I was when I was picking up Teddy, I was already kind of like planning um, kind of my next dog and the one after that and the one after that. Um, but yeah, so I am going to be that dog lady with like 10 different dashings walking down the street. Amazing. <laughs> How's your partner feel about that? Oh, he, do you know what? He loves them. Oh, he good. loved dashings. He loved dashings. So yes, yeah, yeah. Teddy's Would it be a deal breaker? Actually. <laughs> would it be a deal breaker if you didn't oh I think so yeah but that's never been a problem <laughs> fantastic okay so let's so and you mentioned so you contacted magazines you obviously have a PR, background in PR and marketing so how if someone doesn't have that then how do they, do they just email and just say look this is me I would love you to feature me is it as simple as that sure it's a really good question I think at the end of the day, it's making sure you have something different. You know, why should people care about your product? Um, it's about having a genuine story and being able to tell that and articulate that in a really good way. Um, because like you said, you know, journalists are inundated with a lot, a lot of news. Um, so it's kind of, you know, ask yourself, why should people care? Why me? Why the product? Um, and making sure that you're that presenting that in the best way. Um, and then finding the people that are really relevant to that news as well. You know, a scattergun approach is, is is never the best way to go. Um, it's about taking the time to learn, you know, why should that journalist care about me? Um, are they, do they have a dog? Are they interested in the pet world? Are they interested in entrepreneurship? Um, have you know, they written about that before? Exactly. Are they, yeah, so they covered that, yeah. Totally, yeah. So that those would kind of be my top tips. And how important is social media, do you think, in this? Because you've got something like 13,000 followers, which is great. And, you know, it's it's a huge tool, isn't it? How do, how do, you, do you use that? Yeah, it's really, really important. So um, we um, love talking to the people on Instagram. And I think people love to show their dogs enjoying your products. If you um, search hashtag Teddy Maximus, you'll see all the different dogs wearing their bow ties. Um, and we've been present at so many kind of special and unique events to those owners. It's actually a real privilege to kind Aww. of be let in on those moments, so to speak. And that actually makes my day, honestly. And that thing that you may have seen, like this little meme that goes around social media saying, when you buy from a small business, the owner does like a little dance. Oh. That's me when I see an owner post a picture of their dog wearing Teddy Maximus. Oh, so there's a really lovely community there that you're a part of now. Dog It's really special. Community. Yeah, people are really supportive. And do you work from home or do you rent an office? I work from home. Yeah, so I work with Teddy. So Teddy is my little office mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I so I work from home, and I and I love that flexibility. But actually, I'm not often sitting at home. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, you know, as anyone will know, in, in when you have a business, you're constantly out. So I'm meeting my manufacturers, and again, because I'm manufacturing and working with suppliers in the UK, it means that's very accessible, and and I love going to talk to them, um, and kind of work on new designs or new materials and, and that's really exciting for me or it might be going out as you said talking to um, the various partners that I work with agencies for example mm -hmm. or it might be um, uh, yeah that I, I would say that's kind of how 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 my day looks but there's never a same day and there's never a day really when I'm sitting at my desk all day <laughs> do you find that you're working 24 7 is it a job that is so much part of your life that that you never really switch off yeah I think you've hit the nail on the head it is so much a part of my life it's it's my passion um and yeah and Teddy is such a big part of my life and his friends on Instagram that it's it's kind of nothing that you know I, I would be on Instagram 
Anyway. Does um, Teddy have his own Instagram account? So Teddy's own, no. So we have the business account, but Teddy kind of features a lot on there. And so Instagram stories is kind of our, our kind of way into our life and our business we share a lot of what we do you know there's nothing to hide we we kind of you know we'll take people out on a walk with us or we'll take people to a cafe with us or a meeting with someone from instagram um with us because that's just what we like to do love if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So looking back, Holly, what would you do differently? Are there any mistakes you've made and what lessons did you learn from making those mistakes? Okay, so I would say startup life is full of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, there are lots of people who don't quite understand startup life. And I think, you know, some days people will say, how's it going? And, you know, quite often it's going really, really well. And there are honestly days where perhaps it really isn't. And people aren't sometimes prepared for that. Um, so number one would be resilience, having the mental resilience there to keep going and support from friends and family. Um, and then I think I mentioned earlier, you know, it's listening to your gut. Whenever I, whenever I've ignored my gut, things have inevitably gone wrong. Like um, when have you got a specific oh, yes, memory yeah. of that? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all about the details here. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is quite a funny one, actually. When I very, very first started out, this doesn't apply to my wonderful manufacturers now in any way, shape or form, but um, when I first started out, I ended up with a dog coat the size of a six foot four man. I mean, the size of my partner, James, he could wear 
wear that oh. coat, um, which not is not at all what dogs. you want, right? There's not many six foot dogs. Um, so that was one of the examples, and I should have listened to my gut. Um, and and I think you know my gut was telling me this person didn't have the organisation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they weren't quite right for the business. Um, yeah, I I could have probably just been able to tell that from from my first visit to them um and therefore then i i went and looked for alternative and did you manufacturers to, and you cut all ties was that a difficult That's conversation it. to have and were you a bit was that daunting having to have those difficult conversations yeah i think it can be but actually this person was so bad that they didn't even pick up the phone so <laughs> it was a bit kind of like yeah disappeared into thin air <laughs> you just ghosted them and they didn't even realize yeah that's it exactly exactly oh dear. Oh dear. you sound super organized too and i think that's a really big thing you have to be super focused completely organized on top of everything are there any other practical tips you've got there in order to be the most organized you can be yeah yeah definitely so um I'm not gonna lie I don't nail it every single day <laughs> oh, <phew. laughs> yeah. oh, oh, oh my word no um, yeah. <laughs> um I think the difference yeah the difference between success and failure in business is very small so it's important to listen to what your customers are saying the customer is essentially always right and that helps keep you on track and it helps keep you organized um and then the other thing I would say is success is about knowing your own style and sticking to it. Um, you know, no one knows your brand as well as you do, but it's also about making sure that you aren't doing something to fit the mould. Um, and I would say that when you're being true to yourself and you're being real and you're being authentic, it helps you be the, be the real you and it helps you keep on top of your game and therefore it helps you be more organised because you're feeling the best you can be because you're being your real self. Um, and then I would also say that um, small is beautiful, actually. Um, you know, I have many people that work with me, um, but the more people you've got is necessarily not a measure of how well you're doing. And in many cases, actually, quite the opposite is true. Um, and so it's about when you do have those people working alongside you, making sure that they are the best that they can be because startup life is all about people. It's all about the people. So make sure that those people that are working alongside you really are the people that you want to be spending time with. Um and know that they have your back, that you have their back, um, and that you'll always support each other because when you can rely on someone, it really helps you keep you organised. Okay, great. And just before we move on, is there any other great advice you have, Holly, for anyone with a passion that they really want to turn into a successful business? Yeah, I would say go for it. Stop talking about it that it might happen and make it happen um break things down into chunks and write a plan um i think without a plan i find it very very helpful to write things down and to kind of um yeah to to pen to, to, like paper you said, to, yeah pen to, to paper okay. exactly mm. i love pen to paper it really really helps and then the other thing that i would say is you know the greatest leaders really show vulnerability um and they know when to ask for help um know that you don't have to do everything and you don't have to do everything on your own it's about knowing when to ask for help and actually for me it was about learning to accept help knowing that people actually take pleasure in in being able to help you and support you on that journey um and therefore the other piece of advice would be seek out those mentors and those people that that can help you along the way 
perfect time to move on to our mental segment, Holly. Seeing as Benefit Cosmetics are our sponsors and their latest campaign is all about female empowerment, empowerment, should I say, um, can you tell me about two women that have really inspired you, really helped with your career? Yeah, definitely. So firstly, I'd say my mum. Okay. Um, very, very lucky. What's your mum's name? So my mum is Sue. Hi, Sue. <laughs> Mrs. Teddy Maximus. <laughs> um, she is a really practical person and she always stays calm under pressure. Okay. Um, and she has taught me to break down everything into manageable chunks. She always goes, if ever I've been stressed, she's like, it's okay, we got this. Um, you know, first we do this, then we do this, then we do this. Um, so that has been absolutely wonderful. And then secondly... Um, is, she, would... is she in business as well, your mum? She's Did not, she... no, so she no. So just, she just naturally knew how to advise you in that way? Yeah, that's it, that's it. And I think, you know, that advice has come from a place of really knowing how to kind of look after, you know, look after you, um, look after yourself and your well-being. Um, my mum was a teacher um, and my dad was a teacher as well. Um, so interestingly, no, my, my parents don't really come from a business background at all. Interesting, but they've still managed to use their skills to, to help totally. you. That's interesting. Exactly. Okay. Um, and who's your second mentor? So my second mentor um, would be um, my manager um, from my workplace before I went full-time on Teddy Maximus. Proctor Gamble? Yeah, no. so in fact, it's quite hard to call out one person but Amy, Andrea and Marina would be the ladies um, there, my managers and directors, they've given me great confidence um, they've always fully backed me gave me a lot of visibility in the organisation for work well done and I think you know um, it's easy, easy to underestimate the power of that, it's hugely powerful when, when women do that for other women Was there a, a specific time you you can draw out that really that really meant something to you that where they really surprised you in a way and, and were there for you yeah, I would say, well, going back to obviously um, the fact that, that they allowed me a sabbatical, I yeah. would say that as the, the, the greatest gift is the gift of time. Okay. <laughs> um, so that, that would be kind of the fact that the organisation allowed me that flexibility and I think that showed an incredible amount of, um, you know, an, an incredible thing to, to do uh, for, for their talent pool. Fantastic. We're going to move on to our What She Said segment. This is our column. Every Sunday in Style, we have we interview a different woman in business, a powerful, smart and influential woman. We ask them to tackle a workplace dilemma that has been sent in by readers. And we've covered so many great questions from how to start a business to how to ace it as a CEO. And there are a couple of questions I would love to ask you, if that's OK, Holly. Number one. Um, I launched my own startup with little business experience. To avoid failure, I've had to grow up so much and deal with all my weaknesses, but the scrutiny is tough. How do you deal with it? Yeah, really, really good question. I would say, first, a huge well done for starting your own business. Um, I know it takes a lot of courage. Um, and the second part of that question is really interesting, actually. Um, um, that, that person mentioned weaknesses. And I think, for me... Um, Yes, to some extent, learn new skills, but but also learn to focus more on your strengths. And that's really um, where a business can become quite powerful. Um, you know, I'd ask yourself, is it a weakness? Is it something you aren't naturally good at? Or is it actually a skills gap which you can fill or, or learn more about? Um, and then the second part of the question, you know, how do you deal with the scrutiny? I think take a deep breath. Um, and don't react straight away. It can be very, very easy to take things personally. Um, and I think you almost have to develop tools and techniques 
to to learn not to take things personally um and i deal with it by talking to like family talking to my partner talking things through and often by the time you've talked it through you can hopefully laugh a little about it um and it seems a little less daunting lovely so second question In business, is it better to wear your heart on your sleeve or hold your cards close? We talk a lot about women supporting women, yet so often we stab each other in the back. Yeah, this is Mm. a really, really important question. Um, I think for me, it's a lot more effective to be a genuine and authentic leader um, and show your vulnerability in the sense that you are honest and you're transparent um, and that builds long-term respect. I think it's a very short-term outlook to hold everything close and not to share things with people. I think where, when you're sharing where you are in your life, personally and professionally with people, um, you know, they they hold a lot more respect for that and for you as a person. Um, and I think, you know, quite often a problem shared is a problem halved. Um, but then I think also it's important to be firm but fair. Um, you know, I think there is a place for emotion and showing your emotions. I think that's very, very important. But also it's knowing when when to hold it back a little bit. Um, so that, that would be the advice that I would give. And ultimately, I think, you know, the world is a tough place. <laughs> it's really hard out there. Um, and I think the more that women and men can support each other um it just makes life a little less difficult so why wouldn't you do it Mm. um you know i think when when people are thinking this through or they've got a situation where they think ah should i say that to someone you know should i you know should should i really be wearing my heart on my sleeve i think yes there's a way of doing it that is effective and that is authentic and I think it's stronger, actually, to do that than the, the not. I think people who are often afraid of doing that, um, in a way, that is actually a weakness in itself. Oh, that's fantastic, Holly. Such great advice there. Okay, so quick fire questions now. This is the fun part of yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> so what is the first thing you do when you wake up? I say good morning to my partner, then I run down the stairs make Teddy his breakfast, I literally stand there whilst he eats his kibble and then I bring him upstairs and put him in bed whilst I have a shower. So nice. that was a bit of a long-winded answer. That was great. <laughs> All about the dog. Great. I was wondering when I was, when you said, oh, I'm the first thing I did to wake up and say hi to, I genuinely thought you were going to say Teddy. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. Fantastic. Okay, so when are you most productive, Holly? Definitely the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to tick off a lot of things in the morning. Um, I'll go out and walk Teddy and then that fresh air kind of gives me a boost and then I'll sit down and get to work. Great. Three apps you couldn't live without. Ooh, okay. One that's really boring. It's my accounting app. <laughs> Not boring at all. But Tell it's actually more. really useful. Um, I use QuickBooks, which is really good um, for businesses. It's just really easy to use. You can easily kind of keep hold of all your receipts next up is an app that we use to create our friday wall of fame so from all the pictures that people send in on instagram we put that up every other friday and i think that's called unfold um that's a really really good one and then third one oh third one 
I always seem to be doing bank transfers and things on HSBC. <laughs> Sorry, more, that's more often really Instagram. dull. No, oh no, Instagram. Yes, <laughs> Instagram is like my default. That kind of goes without saying. No, forget okay. that. Scrap that. It's Instagram. <laughs> yeah. How often are you on Instagram? Uh, every day. Okay. Every day. Um, um, a couple of hours every day. And then I don't know if you guys get the iPhone alert that says your screen time has been X percent up this week or X percent down this week. Um, and so that's always a good indicator, actually, of of um, what I've been doing on there. Fantastic. OK, so here's another one. Laptops in bed. Yes or no? No. Really? Great. <laughs> no, no, okay. no, no, no. Not at all. Um, are you strict about that about that then it sounds like you are yeah really really strict um you know bedroom should be a place for relaxation and there are plenty of other things better to do in a bedroom than (laughs) typing on the laptop (laughs) so going back to instagram which dog has the best instagram account out there Oh, this is really <laughs> tough. This is really tough. I don't think I can call out one in general. Teddy, of course. Of course. Teddy, yes. yes. <laughs> but Teddy, but dogs, people, owners have their own Instagram accounts for dogs, don't they? They really do. They really do. So Teddy's do. is part of the brand. Teddy hasn't got his own one. No, Teddy doesn't have his own one. So, um, you know, there are loads of awesome accounts. There's um, Eve Espresso. There's Bruno the Mini Dashant, who has over 100,000 followers, which is quite incredible. Um, yeah, exactly. Total hashtag goals. And, um, you know, there are loads of non-dog related ones that we love as well, which are kind of all to do with lifestyle, nutrition. So London Paleo Girl, who also has a dachshund called Colin. Uh, we love following following her as well. Fantastic. Well, Holly, there is so much advice there, practical advice. I feel inspired to go out and launch my own side hustle. I just need the idea. But I think if there's anyone listening who has an idea, I feel really good that they, they'll know what to do now and take next steps. So thank you so much. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you. Um, and your website is teddymaximus.com. Yeah, yep, uh, definitely. Great. Um, everyone should log on to that now. And there you have it. Thank you so much, Holly, for coming in and, and talking to us. And f- guys, thank you so much again for listening. Of course, it goes without saying, but please subscribe, share and rate the show on iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you indulge your post- podcast habit. Holly, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, great. Yes, thank you. You oh, were so, so good. Well, there you have it. Another podcast down. Wasn't that fantastic? And thank you guys so much for listening. And please, of course, subscribe, share and rate the show on iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you indulge your podcast habit. I've been Scarlett Russell and this is Secrets of the Side Hustle. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.